<laughs> I want to hear from like the beginning to the latest what's happening now. How'd your journey start? How's it going? Um, so I started in music when I was really young. I had instruments around the house. Um, so my parents had a piano and my mom got me a guitar when I was like, I think eight years old. My brother had a drum set. So we would just like mess around with that. Thanks. Oh, no, it, I wasn't eight. Sorry. I was 12 when I got the guitar. I started playing piano when I was eight. Started like taking lessons and stuff. I always get those confused. Um, so that's how it started. Um, when I was 15, I got really into songwriting. I was would just sit down with my guitar every day and play kind of folk nonsense. Um, and moving forward, I was just always like really into music. Like when I was 12, I would go to shows and like punk was really big in Ventura. So we would just go in like, I was 12 years old in the pit. I got my tooth like almost knocked out. And so <laughs> That's wild. At 12, you were already mosh pitting? Yeah. What band was yeah. that? Huh? What band was that? It was an ill repute farewell show. Oh, damn. Okay. Was that yeah. at the Ventura Theater? It was at Alpine Skate Park. Or, yeah, Alpine Skate Park. Okay. No. Yeah, it was indoor Alpine. skate park. And they would always throw shows. So I got my mom after that. My mom didn't let me go to shows anymore. So I was <laughs> devastated. Damn. Um, wow. But yeah, I started, you know, I went to Coachella for the first time when I was 15. Um, I was surfing for a brand called Reef at the time. And they sent me there. And I just like absolutely fell in love with kind of like concerts and seeing how that all went down and um started going in the studio when I was like 17 and recording all the time and just like fell in love with it fell in love with the process of songwriting so okay yeah and now I'm here <laughs> that's a big jump from like 15 to you know 20 or so 20 plus so talk talk about in between then because I know you just moved to LA very sure based in mentor I mean obviously there was some type of journey within within there you opened up for multiple artists you know the the album that dropped the streaming you know talk about that journey let's hear it in so, detail just elaborate a little bit yeah so I actually moved to LA when I was about 21 I think okay. 21 22 which now I'm 27 so it was quite a long time ago um right. but yeah, I I released a project called Venturland. Um, you know, got a little bit of traction, but not much. Where did um, that, that title come from, Venturland? So I was raised, born and raised, or no, I was born in LA, but I was raised in Ventura. Um, and like Hollywood before uh, the sign was knocked down, it used to be it used to say Hollywoodland on the hill. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I put those two together. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, yeah, I was, I was living down here, songwriting, just kind of like in the studio all the time. I was like a studio rat. Um, yeah. Before I moved to LA, I would, I would drive down here, you know, as much as possible, be up at work at seven in the morning and then just like go about my day and not having slept. And I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. So I finally moved down here. And I was just kind of like working with whoever I could and just always wanting to be creating. Um, 
And then eventually I started writing for independent artists and just kind of submitting through labels um, and, you know, trying to make placements and stuff like that, but never really hitting any majors. Um, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, going from that uh, to kind of finding like sync opportunities where you're like placing in movies and TV shows and um, just, I, I just continued hustling, just whatever I could do with music I would do. Um, and now I'm kind of starting to see like the, I guess the fruition of my labor. <laughs> facts, <laughs> facts. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, talk about the, the writing process. You mentioned that you're writing for a while and then you would submit to labels for artists, independent artists as well. Um, you sing and you rap, right? Yes. So, I mean, we talked about the instruments, how you got started in piano, guitar, Let's talk about how you perfected your craft in that and like writing and singing as well. So I think growing up playing piano and singing, it gives you a really good understanding of song structure Fact. and like emotional build and kind of, you know, creating that energy. Um, but then on the other side of things with rap, it's very much like a driving beat. And there's not too much song transition unless we're kind of getting into like, you know, Travis Scott and people who are, I think, kind of like really shifting, shifting the the culture and sound. Um, but a lot of times, like when I'm submitting to be like a one track, you know. Um, so it's fun. I mean, as far as the singing side, it comes down a lot more to, um, you know, songwriting and emotion. And then with rapping, it's it's like melodies and, and, you know, metaphors and catchy words and funny bars and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So it's two different worlds. I just, I love both of it. So I just, I'm trying to perfect my craft in both because they both mean a lot to me. Okay. What are some rappers and some singers that inspire you? Um, on the singing side, I'd say Florence and the Machine, Adele, M.I.A. Um, I folks with Adele. Yeah, Adele's the best. Makes me cry. She gives me my feels. Um, <laughs> who else? Rihanna, for sure. Um, and then, you know, as, as, like, a brand, I really respect Beyonce. I respect her hustle. Like, I think her whole, you know, get down is amazing. Yeah, Beyonce is Beyonce. She When it comes to superstars, she's, like, the biggest you can get, you know? Yeah, she's, she's like the a, a mega star and yes. she's still doing it like she's still up to date with like social media still putting mm-hmm. out heavy campaigns the music's still on point still working with younger newer artists fresh sounds it's just dope yeah and starting a whole clothing brand it's just like you see a lot of women becoming moguls right now and i think that's it's really dope to see facts her and rihanna with the fenty beauty mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah what, what makeup you use are you on the, wow. on the Kali Cosmetics? Are you on the Fenty? Oh my God. Fenty or, or Kylie? I'm, such, I'm honestly, I haven't tried either. Yeah, which you are you shopping I, I in Mac? Usually, huh? You still in Mac or what? I have no idea. Like, I usually don't wear makeup, um, yeah. but I wear makeup today because you know. Um, but I don't even know, like, I couldn't even tell you what's in my makeup bag. I just, I usually am gifted makeup or something for my mom. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this. Fact. That's like tomboy in me. And I want to change, but I just, 
like I always invest my time in different stuff. I need to I need to um work on that. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. And so, so we like got familiar on the road, you know, with artists. I mean you open you open for some well known artists that I'm familiar with, the world is familiar with. Talk about some of that, like your catalog and, and performing. Because your performance is off the chain. I fucks with you for real when it comes to Thank that. You. Your um, I love performing. I feel like I haven't gotten to do it enough in in my career. Um, I've always kind of had this like behind the lens point of view. Right. Like as a songwriter, it's kind of always like, you know, trying to get in the door that way. Um, yeah. But I, I love performing. And if I have more opportunities to do it, I would. I actually started throwing... My, before quarantine, I started throwing my own shows in LA and would just like do these pop ups where it was, you know, half performances and then half uh, like art and clothing upstairs. So it was like a little kind of a little vibe. So those were really fun. And, you know, I would have kept doing them, but quarantine hit. So yeah, that, that was my shit. Yeah. Well, can't wait to after quarantine. We, can, we maybe can collab on a pop up or something like that, you know? Yeah. I love to too. Oh yeah, I love I love just as close as I could get to emulating like a little mini festival. That's my vibe. Lit, lit. What's some of your favorite festivals? Um, I used to like Coachella a lot when back in the day it was more of like an indie festival. Yeah, I think once it went pop now. What's that? Say Coachella, hella pop now. Yeah, it's super pop and like it's super fire that you know for the curators that they could get to that level. But before it was just like so sick. It was so, it was so like niche, you know? Yeah. And um, I would say I love, I love like hippie shit. I love yoga and chakras and meditation and all that. So um, my all time favorite festival I've ever been to is Lightning in a Bottle. Wow, fucks with, that's like trans music, right? Like hella rage. Yeah. Shit. So I, I don't really, like, fuck with the music, but it was more the people I met and the message and, like, kind of elevating yourself into your higher being and, you know, manifesting your reality. It was, like, when you have that many people in the same place that are working towards that common goal and that common right. consciousness, you could feel the energy. Thanks. So that's why I liked it. Okay. I fucks with that. Have you performed <laughs> at any festivals? Um, I actually did when I was 17, I did a song with, um, with a group in Australia and it was like a big festival. Um, so I got to perform one song and it was, it was really cool. That's lit. What was that experience like just being on stage in front of all those people compared to like a theater where it's only like two, 300 people? And um, you're in front of thousands. Is the sound different? Like, yeah, can you hear yourself? So, basically, we had like an earlier set, so it wasn't like thousands of people. It was still yeah. like pretty mellow. Um, so it just kind of felt the same. You know, I just, I love, being, I love telling a story. So I just okay. kind of like get in my zone. Let's talk about that storytelling. Um, where, where do your stories come from? Are they real stories that come from your life experience or? You just come across certain stories from friends, family, and you want to share those too. Like, how do you how do you get in depth with that storytelling? Because you elaborate, you get into detail with it. So, where does that come from in your writing? 
Um, I think a lot of it comes from personal experience. Personal and then experience? Okay. When it comes to songwriting, I try to like dive into what the artist is going through and then right. just incorporate that. Um, okay. So it's just kind of like, you know, with the rap shit, you know, everyone wants to get money and talk about bitches and da 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 da. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of have to get into that mode of like all that shit talking, um, which is fun for me because I love, I love like that ignorant shit. <laughs> ways to <laughs> talk. And then with the songwriting side, it's really, you know, either some female empowerment um, vibes or like, you know, I've been through stressful relationships and, you know, just the heartbreak. Um, so it's 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 easy to pull inspiration when you've been through a lot of traumatic shit, <laughs> okay. unfortunately. So but that, that's is that what like, inspires you to make music? Is when you're going through those times, like hard times from a bad breakup or whatever? Yeah, I think at this point, making music is so like drinking water to me that I have I, I like have to do it, you know. Okay. So at this point kind of whatever I'm going through is going to turn into a song. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's more diverse now where I'm pulling off other people's experiences as well because right. I'm trying to write for different artists. And so it's like you have to kind of step into different characters throughout the day. Right. right. Yeah. All right. I mean, and speaking of music with that sentimental value, you dropped a project called Hurts to Love. Let's mm-hmm. talk, what, was, what was the process of making that project? Um, with that project, I was like at the studio all the time and some of the songs on there were like songs that I submitted for other artists Okay. and they didn't want them. So I was like, I think it's kind of fire. So I ended up putting the project together and that's why it's like more of an EP because the songs don't necessarily really mesh together, but it is all around kind of a similar vibe because I worked with the same producer for everything. Right. So, yeah, Hurts to Love was just like an era of my life, but that era's over. <laughs> oh, it's, it's over already? All right. And then from there, you, you went to uh, Best Tapes, Candy, I Don't Fuck With You. Let's talk about uh, those projects. So, Beat Tapes... Um, that was actually an album that it, it got signed to Sony. And it's oh, interesting. Shit. Was that your first deal? Um, I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily call it a deal because it was just like for the project, you know, it's just. Well, even it's, I, I mean, uh, even if you sign it for a single, that's still considered like a 360 deal, you know? So a deal yeah. is a deal. So I, how did you, it's a lot of artists that have been going for years that still manage to not be able to get not even that, you know, sign for one project or one song. So for inspiring artists out there, how would you say, what's the process of like going to get a deal like that? Um, For me, it was through a producer named Mega. He had the connection and they needed, basically the project was created for Sync. And what Sync is, for people that don't know, is for movies and uh, like commercials, TV shows, you know, YouTube ads, everything like that. So basically, it's it's just for, like, for sale. You know, it goes into a catalog and it's used. Okay, so, so it's mainly for, like, the publishing. 
Yeah, beatapes wasn't even like my style of music. I had just written X amount of songs for other artists yeah. that like we ended up like not working with the artist, and then so we just had these songs, and then so the um, company underneath Sony was like, "Oh, we want these songs. Can you guys do like a twelve song project?" for us so then we just end up yeah. using those songs and then pairing them with some new ones and then sending it off so it's not it's not my style like that's it's kind of hard because i don't want that to necessarily represent my brand but okay. it's part of my catalog now so and how did it do as far as placements did you get a lot of commercials tv yeah it's, it's crazy because like i'll you know sometimes i'll be on youtube and i hear one of my songs and i'm just like oh it's crazy <laughs> but like a Netflix trailers on a couple of Netflix trailers, I think Hulu. So it's cool as fuck. Like I love that. I love cool. hearing my stuff being placed. And what, what's those? What's those royalty checks like? You know, from like Netflix and Hulu. And can you live off that um, just alone as an artist? You know, dealing with just the publishing side of things and using sync. I really think it depends on like who's got your back. You know, at the end of the day, I feel like artists, artists sign themselves into things. Sometimes they don't really know what's going on, you know, and for me personally, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to survive off it. Maybe someone else is surviving off it. I'm not sure. I don't know what speculations are, but, um, and I'm blessed just to have the opportunity and the learning experience. Um, and you know, my BMI, I don't know what's up with my BMI, but, you know, they be doing the uh, kind of quarterly checks, so it's kind of hard to, like, track what you're making because you can't really see, like, monthly right. what's coming. That's but funny. for me, like, if I get something and I do it, okay, it's done. It's behind me. Like, I'm not looking at that money anymore because either yeah. it's going to make money or not. It's like an investment. You don't want to, like, look go look at your, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe it's not like stocks, but like, I'm just not focused on that money. I'm focused on getting new money and making new connections and new relationships, you know? Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and what about your projects, Candy and I Don't Fuck With You? Um, Those are some of my favorite songs I've released. So. On, which, on which album? Um, So Candy is a single. I Don't Fuck With You is a single. Yeah. Um, JK's EP. Right. Um, producer from England that I've been working with for quite a few years now and um we've just been like making you know a song here a song there a song there and then finally he's like all right I want this I want this one to put on my project and then everything glows he released that a single so he's always just been like a great person in my life and mentor and okay so released those and then Candy I actually recorded like in my room you know during quarantine and that's, that's why right. it's you know, uh, kind of lo-fi a little bit on the vocals. Um, and Teddy, Teddy Marquis sent me a, a beat pack during quarantine. I just like went through it. I'm like, oh, this one, this one's fire. And then I sent it back to him. He remade the whole beat and then sent it back to me. He's like, do you like this? Yeah. <laughs> <We go> That's, <laughs> That's hella lit. I mean, you work yeah. with a lot of different producers, you know, who got major placements. How do you build those relationships? Um, I think it's just like the matter of staying active and like staying dedicated to your craft. Like if you're not in the studio, keep writing songs, write to YouTube beats, like 
find certain signature things that make you, you know, unique and that, like, people always say you got to add to a room. Facts. So make sure every time you're going somewhere, you're learning as you're going, but you're also adding. And I think a lot of that comes from, you know, experience, but also confidence and, like, self, you know, self-worth and self-love. And, you know, as long as you have that, you're going to be able to translate your music a lot better. Like, if you're nervous and you don't know what's, you know, you don't know if the person fucks with you or not, like, that's going to block, block your energy. And, like, you have to, like, I fuck with me, you're going to fuck with me, too. And then, you know, relationships are formed. I always make sure that I'm respectful when I'm in the studio. You know, it's always a working environment. Um, You know, I think sometimes people want to go to the studio and party and like catch a vibe but it's like yeah you gotta already be the vibe you know Damn, okay so, i heard that yeah it's, it's not only you it's seeing you yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly so it's like and that's no knocking to people's process like maybe sometimes people have to you know smoke and drink and do whatever they got to do to get the energy out so i'm not knocking that shit but for me it doesn't like i always like to have just like a solid environment and kind of like I love having stability so when I come into a room I want to make sure I'm like quiet listening and then when it's time for me to work I'm working you know okay facts yeah that's the lady so I mean what's like your studio process is it just you and no drinking no smoking you just you produce right okay you you prefer to be solo You prefer to be just like you and the producer or you and the engineer in there right Yeah, I like a group of people yeah. more intimate. Yeah, I work better like that. Um, I'm also aware of like, you know, the producer's vibe. Yeah. So it's like if you bring someone in the studio who's talking too much or throwing off the vibe, it's like, bruh, that shit is so yeah, hella annoying. I can't I've gotten to the point where I'm like, let me just ride solo, let me cruise solo. And then once you develop like a rapport with the person, you can bring people in and it's like more comfortable because they know you can work, you know? Facts. So, yeah. Let's talk about about your latest single, Wrong. How did that come about? So Wrong, Wrong is really about like, um, I was in like a really toxic relationship at the time and he like, I would, I was so like unhappy that I would just be on my phone because I was like, oh, I don't even know what to do. I'm just gonna scroll on my phone. And then on his, Are you two were together. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I mean, this is just one aspect of it, right? Okay. And and like I, at the time, I was trying to, you know, write like an album for, or no, 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 not at the time, not that, but I was like working with new producers and you know making new music, trying to write for artists, like on my grind. But then on my off time, I'd be like, man, let me just sit on my phone because I don't want to deal with this person. (laughs) And instead of, you know, and it was kind of a sticky situation because we were living together. I couldn't just get up and leave, like, you know. So, um, and basically, like, basically, it was all about, like, damn, I feel like I'm doing so much, but it's also never enough. Because he would look at me and be like, you're on your phone all the time. Blah, blah, blah. But I was like, damn, I'm, I'm trying to do the most. I'm trying to make it in my career. And, like, right. you're never going to see that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's kind right. of this talk between me and almost like me and God, where it's like, what, 
God, do you see the work that I do? Like, do you, will you will you recognize and acknowledge like the greatness you put inside of me in order to like take me to this next step? So it's kind of this like weird interior battle, but it's also reflected through that toxic relationship. So, so I ended up just moving out, giving him my apartment. I was like, you like he would not move out. He was the worst person ever. Like, bro, bro robbed me. Like, it was horrible. It was horrible. So that's how I got out. I was just like, you know what? Cut my losses. I'm moving out. You can have the apartment. Like, just pay me rent. And it was, like, so hard getting rent from this fool. Like, oh, women go through the most. Especially that's in what I'm saying. It's crazy because a lot of women go through similar relationships where they have mm-hmm. men leeching off them. So do you have any advice for girls who might be going through the same thing? I think um, listen to the warrant, like listen to the the red flags and the warning signs at the beginning. Because you can kind of like, if you like someone or you're bored and you're just like, yeah, whatever. And then feelings become attached. It's harder the deeper you go into a relationship to cut ties, you know, and you can see. Like, with, with him, things became physically abusive, financially abusive, like, across the whole board. So, and it's hard because from my perspective, from my friend's perspective, they would look at me and be like, why are you doing this to yourself? And then, but from the inside, it's harder because you're also being kind of manipulated by this person. Right. So it's this weird two-way street where it's like, damn, I, you know, you want to get out, but, but you you feel like you can't, you know? Yeah. And then he ended in that living situation. I'm like, damn, I really feel like I can't get out of this. And then finally I had to let go. And I'm like, let God take control and just leave the situation. Damn. But so I think you, it's really hard. I think right. in a lot, a lot of women do go through it, you know? That's facts. So definitely so, those warning signs. Yeah. You got to listen to those signs. Yep. I mean, you you putting your heart in your sleeve and putting it all in song and putting it out. How was the response from your fans with that? Um, wrong. There's been a good response from Wrong. People really like that song. Um, every time I play it, people are like, "Is this you?" So it's <laughs> that's a good feeling, you know. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was funny when I first did this song. I was like tripping over my words, like I couldn't get it, and I was mm. like, but I. Can't the flow in my head and even on the song like even on the final demo or the final demo even on the final version like i'm still not all the way happy with my vocal performance but it's kind of like um but i was trying to get the flow because i heard it in my head and the producer was like let's just try something else and i was like no i have to get this (laughs) so i got it eventually (laughs) lady yeah and you been from Surf City, Ventura. How'd you start, you know, surfing? How'd you get into that? Um, my dad was a surfer. And my brother surfed with him all the time. And by the time I was eight, I was like, I'm going to do this too. Because I, like, looked up to my brother so much, I always wanted to do what he was doing. So I just ended up just pretty much surfing all the time with them and then just progressively got better and then... You know, I was always kind of like this underdog with it, though. Like people, I feel like people never really took me seriously. Yeah, and I, surfers are like, assholes too. Like they yeah. can see you out there drowning. 
They won't even help. Yeah, like, they but... shouldn't be out here, you know. <laughs> what What are some of your favorite spots to serve? Um, some spots I can't talk about, but I love Rincon. Rincon's like the best <laughs> way, but it's way too crowded right now. But in LA, I just surf like Breakwater, Venice, or like El Porto. That's pretty good. You longboard, shortboard? Shortboard. Shortboard. Why shortboard? Um, it's just more fun. Like, it's so much freedom on the wave. It's like kind of like how people want to snowboard instead of ski. I mean, ski is fine too, but it's just more like functionality and you could just do crazier shit. (laughs) So I love it. Cool. Is there any other sports you're into? Um, I like dancing, but I'm not very good at it. But I love dancing. <laughs> what kind of dancing? Oh, so. Like, we're talking like twerking, hip hop dancing, no. ballerina. Like, what type of dancing? Um, like hip hop, and then hip-hop? I take a contemporary. Contemporary. Um, and then I took a, a couple African dance classes. That's lit. Uh, yeah, those are like my favorite. The African dance classes are my favorite because it's so so much like natural expression and when you're doing the moves it's it's like all moves that emulate nature mm-hmm. so even when you're watching like an african dance um performance like you could tell all the movements are very natural and it's like my teacher i'm pretty sure she taught me it was like there's movements like grass or like animals, like zebras, lions. There's all these different African dance moves that emulate like different natural forms. Thanks. Yeah, that's a good workout too, for sure. Just that's a really good workout. Like, what's, mm-hmm. what's, your, what's your daily diet like and workout routine? Because, I mean, obviously you're in shape, so how do you, um, keep, how do you so keep yourself in shape and healthy? Recently, I've just been doing like YouTube online workouts. And then, it's hard through the quarantine, man. We've been trying to figure it yeah. out. Gyms are closed. Uh-huh. At first, I was working out a lot at the beginning of quarantine, and then I sprained my knee. I think I ripped my MCL, but they said I sprained it. But I couldn't work out, or I couldn't walk normally, necessarily, and for a little while. And then I couldn't run for, like, eight months or something, like a mad long time. Um and so I didn't really do too much working out. And then recently I just really been back on it. And like, I need that to get my mind right. Fair. Like it's a huge part of my, huge part of my life. So I just go run in LA. I find like trails or just like nice places to run, but run on the beach, surf, and then just like my home workouts. <laughs> and then I try, I'm like a, fake vegan so i'm vegan like nine <laughs> the time yeah, i'm okay. like 90 of the time 10 percent of the time i might eat some chicken wings or some shit <laughs> <laughs> you got any vegan spots you fuck with out in la that you go to regularly uh or just vegan food in general you shop for i love veggie grill veggie grill okay. it's a chain restaurant i fuck with veggie grill um i like there's this place, I think it's called Gold Glory on Sunset. It's okay. like something 
but it's on Sunset Boulevard and it's really good. So I like that spot. Um, Sage Bistro is good. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't really know too many vegan spots, but there's a lot of good like underground vegan spots. Like it's like little pop-ups and stuff. Yeah, like veggie trucks, vegan trucks, whatever. The trucks are a big yeah. deal in LA. Like everybody go to the trucks and shit. I um, know. All right, so back to the music. What we got coming up? What's next for Cat? What are the projects that we should look forward to? Um, so I'm writing an EP with um a very special person. I don't know if I can really shout it out quite yet, but um, they're dope super dope i'll be able to I mean, share shit, more about on, it break an exclusive on the leo black show i literally asked them early i was like yo can i talk about that let's see they responded nope no response so i can't but um i think they had said something so i'm working with i guess i'll just tell you so i'm working with uh the girl who won american idol this year her name is just sam um okay so we be writing a lot um and we're seeing uh their first single on i I don't know when but we're releasing a single africondo uh soon very soon and then uh they got a ep coming shortly after that and Yeah, it's a little, you know, a little flex, little flex. They're really dope. So it, it's fun to help someone curate, a, you know, a vibe and a direction in their career. I, I love doing that. Um, now I have some independent artists I'm working with, and um, I have a potential possibly big placement, but, you know, it's the music industry, so you can never say anything for certain until it's in writing and coming up, you know? Thanks. <laughs> Fact. Yeah, Any- and then I have an album I've been working on, so I'm trying to figure out. Um, I'm still waiting on some features and mixing masters for that. Is it is it already done? You just waiting on the features? Is that what we doing? Done. Yeah, I have like one more song to record. Oh, lit. Okay. Yeah. That's yes. lit. And how many songs did you produce on there? Um, I didn't produce any of them. You didn't produce any of them? Oh yeah, I just. I just wrote the I just wrote the lyrics and perform and performing that part. But um, you know, some of the producers, I see my friend Caleb, um, King Caleb, uh, Hiko, who else? Uh Shanti. It's just like a whole bunch of Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you, know, you like the DJ Khaled up producing though, like you curate, put the songs yeah. together. I'm a executive producer. That's <laughs> <laughs> anybody you look for anybody look forward to working with? You know, you want to work with any artists out there, celebrities, mainstream. Uh, I think it's always been a dream to work with Rihanna. Been a okay. dream to work with, like ASAP Rocky. Um, who else? I would love to work with like MIA or Florence and the Machine. That would be fucking crucial. Um Okay, why why MIA? Cause she's so she's so out there and avant-garde and different. And I think her sound is so unique. Yeah. That is kinda like anything she touches is is like this 
just a vibe. Facts. And I love people like that. I love when, you know, it's just this real unique energy in the world. Facts. Yeah, she's still going too. She just put out a song with Travis Scott not too long ago. That shit. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Oh, yeah, Playboy Cardi. I really fuck with Playboy Cardi. Cardi. You fucks with yeah. Playboy Cardi new album, Whole Lot of Red? Um, I'm not going to say, like, I super love it, but I think, like, artists have seasons. So I just, oh, Kid Cudi's another one I would want to work with. I feel like, you know, it's his second full-length album, his mix, his first mixtape, fucking fire. Second out, al- first album, fire. This one, it's all right. It's good. There's There's some songs I really fuck with, but... As far as an entire pro- project, pressing play, like it's not my favorite from him, but he's one of my favorite artists, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. Yeah. Right, cool. And do you have any celebrity crushes out there? You know, you never know. Shout out name on the Leo Black show. It See. might come. It might come to your fruition. No, it's so like, crazy. Put that energy out in the universe. Like, there's some hot celebrities and shit, but like. I don't even think I would want to date a celebrity. Really? Because they're wilding. Or just, I mean, just an artist in general, someone in the industry. Um, would it be like a Playboy Cardi? Um, maybe. I just feel like... Me too much. <laughs> yeah. I'm like no, I ain't catching no feelings for you. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was a whole lot of drama when he dropped a whole lot of red between him and his baby mama. That was crazy. Oh but yeah. What's your, what's your type? Is it like the ASAP Rocky type? You know. Yeah, I mean, I super fuck with ASAP because, like, as a as a curator, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like his whole image, his his brand his uh like live shows is yeah. so fire you know and i i feel like tyler the creator is another person like that where it's just like their whole curated vision is just like so interesting and and you know well well thought out yeah you know so there's a couple people who i really respect like their whole their whole brand like the kanye tyler the creator uh asap rocky um where it's just like you could tell the content's coming from them you could tell they're like curating the vision they wanted like this so right that's what i was thinking of when you were telling me like you you did your album to really get to other artists you were just writing it and there were there were going to be like reference songs you know for other artists and shit and that's what tyler was doing with igor and then he was like fuck it nobody wants the song so i'm about to put it out myself for the whole album oh really yeah, and then so like that's that song great. Earthquake, that. that song Earthquake was for Justin Bieber, and he turned that shit down. No way. Yeah, so I have a joint for Justin Bieber right now. Shout out Justin Bieber. Yeah. I got a, <laughs> I got a fucking song for you. Me and my yeah. my boy Soko been working. Yeah, so that happened, and then he put that shit out, and it went like some songs went platinum. Yeah, on the whole arena tour for it, so that shit's just wow. You feel me? You just never know. Being that and that's so that's fine. the freedom you got too. Like if it don't work out, we're pitching it to other artists. You always can put it out yourself. Yeah, exactly. 
that's what gets kind of hard too because sometimes i'll make a rap song that i'm like damn this is so gas like i should put this out but then it's almost like kind of off brand because i want to sing too you know so it's like this weird balance for me because i'm like i want to do both so I'm, i'm still trying to figure out how to incorporate that Facts. All right. Well, I mean, we didn't went through a lot. We went through your journey. What can we be looking forward to as far as music? Do you want to lead the people in anything? Any social links where they can find you? Yeah, so you can find me at Cat Clark Music. That's C-A-T-C-L-A-R-K-M-U-S-I-C. Uh, it's the same for my Twitter, my Instagram. I don't really go on Twitter. But, um, yeah, and okay. I should... You can't forget the YouTube you got oh, my YouTube. visuals. What's my YouTube? I think my YouTube is Cat Clark Music too. Yeah, that's you, I don't know. You've but been if you a lot of visuals I, lately. Yeah, I have a lot of visuals out right now, which is good. Um, but yeah, my 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 YouTube channel, Cat Clark Music. I'm pretty sure it's that. <laughs> yeah. Do you write the formula for your own videos, or do you direct your yeah. videos? That's yeah, I write every video. So I just released Candy, a video for Candy. I wrote that. It was supposed to have like old school burlesque dancers in the back. We got a green screen, but ended up not coming through. So I was kind of bummed about that, but the video ended up coming out so dope that I was like, fuck it, we're just gonna put it out. Um, And then I really want to do a visual for Wrong, but I just recently had, like I went to a writing camp and then after that met like a bunch of fire producers and just started really like, honing in on some new work. So um, yeah. I've, I've just been like working. So I'm, tr- I'm trying to find a way to incorporate like my brand back into, you know, the kind of like momentum I'm getting songwriting right now. All right, for sure. Hey, well, Kat, yeah. thank you for tuning in to the Leo Black Show. Hey, it's been a privilege having you on the show. Look forward to following your journey, seeing what else you got coming up, upcoming projects. Uh, but for right you. now, it's peace and love and see you soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Peace out.